2: We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez.
4: Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you?
0: I'm good. You just made quite an entrance into the know. podcast. Space. Am I connected,
4: Eric? You're, I don't see. You're, you're, I am. You're connected. Um, she just
0: dropped all of a smoothie all across our podcast room on the new carpet. Yeah. On the new couch. Um,
4: I'm not very happy at the moment.
0: The menopause jitters.
4: There what? It's possible. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but not what fun. A, I've been on my intro. knees. I've been on my knees cleaning because now the room is going to stink. Well, then I the, was on
0: my knees cleaning too. We were both
4: cleaning. Anyways, what's happening? What is new in oh, the hood? Not
0: not too much. Not too much. I mean, we could talk about, um, I've expe- I'm experiencing my first, uh, when I don't have to talk about the type of car and all that stuff, but uh, my car being a lemon, I just started a new lease on a car. It's been in the shop yeah. for two months out of like the four months I've owned it. And now I'm going to go through this lemon law yeah. process and- Try and get a buyback, which I is a nightmare. I think
4: it's going to be a nightmare. I don't want to talk about your car. I just never experienced anything
0: like this when you've no. had a, But I think you have rights. Got to fight.
4: Well, you just don't want the car anymore. No, if you have a lemon, you have a lemon. It's not a lemon. It it's a lemon. Pretty incredible. It's a lemon. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, I leave.
0: You leave on Friday, I'm sure you're I have excited. I have less than
4: 48 hours, I'm going to go to Sevilla, Seville.
0: Start rehearsing for the Grammys. For the Latin
4: Grammys, which is going to be a new experience for mm-hmm. me, because it's usually Vegas or Miami, and this time it's in Spain, and the show doesn't start until, I think we start live at 10.30 at night, so it's uh, early enough here in the U.S., and after the red carpet, there is a cocktail for like an hour and a half. So after the red carpet, you don't go straight to the show. It's like a whole new dynamic, a whole new production that is going to be, it's going to be very interesting.
0: Let's see how it goes. Hopefully I make it and I can show up at some point.
4: You land and go straight to the red carpet. And Maybe. The, I hope you make it. Can you imagine if your flight gets
1: delayed?
0: Well, I just got to get back. I got to change. You I got to be, be a ready. Stressed as as I got to get there.
4: Sabella thinks that she's going to do no. the red carpet. You she, said told, something about the yeah, show. I told her she's
0: probably not going to make it. I said, we're going to the show, but no, she think
4: she's going to do it.
0: Um, <clears throat> listen, I have a topic I want to bring up. This is funny. I saw this on social media the other day, and I'm curious what you think about it. A bride-in-law's parents invited 10 extra guests to the wedding without asking the bride. They had nowhere to sit. The bride didn't even have, they had no idea. The bride or groom had no idea. Until the reception Which started. Parent? The husband's parents. Okay. And they had no idea until they got to the reception and they noticed that there was a group of 10 people that had nowhere to sit. There was no food being set aside for them. And then the in-laws were furious at the bride for making their friends feel so out of place and uncomfortable and thought it was disrespectful. What do you think about that?
4: But who's, what's the truth? They, they, the
0: bride in the the, the 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 husband the groom's well, parents the
4: mother-in-law mm, wouldn't be mortified if she didn't notify that she invited some people. so I, I think there's some I don't think this this article makes a lot of sense because it's completely normal for the groom, the groom right the broom look at me Broom is Ekoa the what the groom the groom and the bride to be kind of like okay, who are these people? Oh my God, I'm sure they were stressed out because there were no, there, were, there was no sitting or food. It's absurd. And it, I also get if the mother-in-law thought I said something and they still didn't accommodate.
0: Well, she didn't say anything. The in-laws went over to the bride and said, we're embarrassed that our friends are being treated this way. What a way to start your marriage.
4: They, they don't like the girl to begin with. <laughs> That's their way of it's sabotaging.
0: Hor- it sparked a big discussion about wedding etiquette. I mean, uh, I, this this is crazy. Yeah, there has to be wedding etiquette. You can't just show up to a wedding
4: unless you're Taylor Swift.
0: Yeah, I guess you make the exception. But I mean,
4: no, serious. No, you you show up. You, you invite ten Will other you people to a sit down. If, if a big celebrity crashes your wedding, uninvited, and you're like, hey, I don't, I don't,
0: Why would they do that though? That'd be so weird. Unless she's like, if I'm you do perform. like a,
4: if you do like a Cabo. Outdoors, beach, no, amazing I think someone crashing your
0: wedding for fun. And somebody Not, crashes. No, somebody crashing your wedding for fun that you like that, like a stranger crashing a big problem, but somebody like that who's just like, hey, whatever. And it can, Guy, you can get a kick out of what's it. This is funny.
4: You'll be mortified. So we had Dylan's birthday last weekend, Saturday, and we decided to do it at a park, Public Place. But we had this whole setup. This lady came in with this whole, like, you know, the tables and the chairs and rental companies and the the whole balloon arrangement, da 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 So we're setting up and people, because it's a public park and it was early in the morning, people walk their dogs, right? So a lot of traffic when it came to pedestrians, you know? Which is normal. Yeah, but then some people will get very close to the catering section and you'll be upset. No, because there's- And moms with babies that will want to touch the no, balloons and no, no, Eric was mortified.
0: Because again, it's etiquette. I would never, okay, it's a good, it's a good transition actually. But first, you agree with this bride? She has every right to be upset, and the in laws are in the wrong. You agree, correct? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. To me, it's common sense. Okay, we're throwing a park a party at a park. I understand it's a public park. I get all that. There is, pl- it's a big park. There is plenty of space to go do the tai chi that these older ladies were doing. There's plenty of space to walk your dog around our setup not literally through our setup to where the dog is about to pee on our stuff. You have kids charging over a hundred yards away from the play area, charging over and the parents, this is such like, I just don't like this type of parenting. They're just like, no, 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 honey. We, We don't do that. We don't do that. Like chasing the kid as the kid is storming over towards all the balloon setups and continuously just saying, no, 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 no. Doing nothing about it. Then the kids get to the point that they're about to start ripping on balloons, and then they're still trying to be like, oh, no, no, sweetie, so no, 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 just pick your dang kid up and pull him away. That's what I would do. I would not let my kid go interfere with a setup that I see someone is setting up for a birthday party. I have no business letting my kid figure it out on their own that they don't need to be there. Grab your kid, be a parent, and walk them the other way and say, oh, no, sweetie, they're, they're setting up for a birthday party over there. We're not going to go over there.
4: No wonder, two Take initiative. And three years old, and they're woggling. I'm boom, not boom, saying boom, you go boom, boom. spank so, the kid. They're so cute. They're,
0: you don't spank the kid. You don't ground the kid. You don't punish the kid. You just pick the kid up. It's even easier if they're one or two. Pick them up and walk away and go, you know yeah, what? They're nice. having a party over here. Let's, let me hold you. If you want to look at the stormtrooper balloons, and you want to look at the stuff, we can look at it. But you don't have to let the kid get all the way over to pulling on the stuff.
4: You were very funny. You were you so disagree? protective. No, I don't disagree. I just thought it was very funny. Just, usually it would be me like, oh my God, please don't touch. And you, I was like, it, it's okay. And you were like- Because it just
0: bugs me when parents don't have this common sense. In my opinion, it's the same thing as if you're at a restaurant. Drives me nuts when parents don't parent the kids and you see kids running up and down the restaurant where people are trying to have food. Uh, throwing things at the table, making a ton of noise at a restaurant. I mean, look, I understand they're kids, but I would discipline and I would parent my kids and be like, no, you're not going to run up and down the restaurant. You're not going to interfere with other people having dinner. We're here. I have a responsibility to make sure that you behave. It's common sense to me, but people are so lax with that stuff. And maybe I'm uptight, but I just think like there's nothing wrong, by the way, with also parenting, Somebody might argue and say, "Well, you're being uptight. It's just a kid." Well, there's nothing wrong with saying these are the boundaries. If it was a hot stove, would you let the kid touch it and figure it out?
4: Yeah, it's different things.
0: No, it's about teaching kids this is somebody else's deal.
4: But what if you us. want to raise kids that are free spirited and they're just, you know, independent and they just how does that
0: take away from you? No matter what, they are right on their own. No, there's right and wrong. You don't let a kid just go walk into somebody's backyard because they have a play set and you and they wanna play on it, do you? This is
4: really funny guys. We're gonna to go to Spain as, as I said, right? It. And the kids are coming. They don't they don't know they're gonna to go to Spain. So, you know, we're very blessed. We have a lot of people trying to help and put together the schedules and reservations and blah blah blah. Anyways, we eat dinner by five. We are the most uptight square family in the world. We eat by five, by seven. Dylan is sleeping. No, a that's 30, not true. Isabella he goes to bed by eight. He goes to bed at
0: eight. He goes to bed at eight. Dude. We start the night routine around 7.30. We start no. reading books, put him to bed.
4: Ideally, if Eric can have Dylan I like sleeping by 6 No, you'll do that. you're
0: wrong. Anyways,
4: so we I eat like early. I like early, too. I know. We eat early, which is fine. I love eating early. I can't. Eat and then go to bed. I have bad digestion. I cannot do it. Anyways, but I guess Spain,
0: Europe in general, they start beats late. Beats at a different moves to a different beat. Yeah, um, what
4: moves they, to different beat? Yeah, I know their own drum. Like what is that saying? Yeah. Something about the drum.
0: They they uh now I can't think of it. Anyway, about. Anyways, so another drum. What? Anyway,
4: so I'm making like I'm telling the, the person, listen, yeah, we want to go to this restaurant reservation at. At um seven, usually it should be five, but seven is the the most we will compromise. No, to I go don't think we most compromise. They,
0: we compromise. We ask for seven,
4: anyways. So what happens? The person in Spain helping left my manager this long message, kind of like we were tripping. And you know how Europeans and Spaniards they have a, a very different way of speaking that they're not being rude at all. But if you're not used to it, it comes across a little bit uptight, right? And the guy is lovely, but he's basically saying um, that that's ridiculous, that in, who eats at 7 o'clock at okay, o'clock night?
0: No, no, no. He says that in Madrid,
4: kids don't go to dinner. It's, it's an adult thing that you rather, it's better if you bring your dog, that's more elegant, to bring your dogs than... To bring kids to a restaurant. Okay, so
0: talk about uptight. So you, and they don't open
4: the restaurant until nine PM. But that's
0: just a difference of lifestyle, which I again I don't judge. I have no problem. But you cannot say we're uptight because we want to go to dinner with our kids by seven when you're saying, quote unquote, that in Spain, which I think is probably generalizing, I bet you a lot of people in Europe and Spain probably would disagree that they go to dinner with their kids. I would, that, think, I would that think so. In Spain, we don't go to dinner with our kids. We only bring our pets and we leave the kids home. I find that hard to believe. I thought it was very funny. Maybe at a fancy restaurant... They don't encourage kids at those restaurants. you know, we're going
4: to find out. We're going to be there for a week, and we're going to realize. So now what happens, the kids are going to be at the hotel having room service, and I guess we're going to, and then we put them to bed, and then we're going to go to dinners at 9 o'clock at night, which I'm already dreading because (sighs) 9 to 11, then I have to go back to the hotel. At 11.30, I'm going to try to sleep, and then my stomach is going to go crazy. So I basically, I'm not going to eat.
0: But it's also... Not true in general because we have dinner reservations in Sevilla and there we have 7 o'clock reservations. So clearly at great know. restaurants, clearly it's possible. Anyway, it must be those restaurants. I want
4: to live in Spain one day, so I will. I will adapt to that lifestyle. I love Spain,
0: and I, and I again, I have nothing against what these people are saying. I just don't think it's. About, are we going to get fat eating at nine o'clock, o'clock at night? Be fine. Oh my gosh.
4: <laughs> Anyways, it's, I cannot wait to learn about this new way of living and culture and understanding that the nightlife starts very late and that when you go to restaurants at night, there are no kids.
3: As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, And being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stair Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stair Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half.
1: Apple
4: Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: That's right. DoorDash has warned its customers they'll have to wait extra time for their food if they don't give a tip.
4: That is unbelievable. They're
0: trying this new strategy where you have to tip first when you pay instead of tipping after. But I think people
4: should always tip, though.
0: Yes, but I don't think you should ask people to tip first. You're tipping based on a service. So what if you have somebody who doesn't deliver the food the best way possible or the food looks like the bag has maybe been compromised or they are rude when they deliver your food. Do they deserve the same tip as somebody who's amazing, which I've had many times drivers that are so nice and polite and they're like, they bring something up and they're, oh my God, here you go. And they, you know, yeah, I want to give you a tip. You're like a great dude or a great girl. It's the same thing in a restaurant. You have a great waitress or waiter, you feel happy to give them a tip. But what if you had to tip them first before you ate and then they're just a horrible server? The customer always has the right I think
4: customers are going to be a little bit... uh, You know, you don't like when people impose anything on you. Yeah. So the fact that if you are not a tipper or a good tipper, you're going to go on a blacklist. So the drivers can be, Uh no, I'm not going to deliver to winter because that guy doesn't tip or he only tips $5. I think it's a little tacky.
0: For sure. Uh, I, I would actually not use DoorDash for this reason because... If I'm going to be forced, now you're telling me what percentage do I have to tip? What is okay? What's, no, whatever you want. No, but that, that could change too. What if you tipped five and let's say 10% was, or 20% was seven? Let's just say, for example, and someone put five. That driver's going to go, well, they sure changed me $2, so I'm going to take an extra 30
4: minutes for the yeah, food. Weird. Now it's cold. Listen, I believe you should always tip. But feeling like you have to, like you don't even like when you go to a restaurant and they already put a service charge of 18%. Oh, I don't and mind. And then they want to.
0: No, I don't mind and that. And then you have
4: to tip on top of I it. I don't
0: mind that. I always tip minimum of 20%, minimum. Sometimes like a little higher, depending on the person and the service. But if somebody includes the 18% tip, I have no problem. It's already done for me.
4: No, the service charge that I'm talking about. No, that is not a tip. No,
0: that's different. We were talking about a specific restaurant, which I thought was. You know, it happened to be Miami as well. <clears throat> this was ridiculous. In LA, um, a restaurant that we love, I thought it was a little absurd that they. Add an 18% service charge that goes to their employees, but they still want you to give your standard tip on top of it. They want their employees paid well. So the basically the employees are getting a 38% tip on the food. But oh, I'm but thinking if you're the restaurant if you're the parts. restaurant owner and you're making a good living off that restaurant, take care of your employees. Oh
4: my god. Take Eric, care of your employees. Eric is on a- fire. Fire today. Do you not
0: agree? <laughs> if you're the owner, take care of your employees. Don't put that on your customers.
4: Anyways. Yeah, I know. Take I'll care of your something employees. I want to do That's a shout out. Cheap as an owner. I Guys, think. talking about service and people that are uh, like a delight to meet when you're a c co- you're a customer. But because of Dylan's party, I was I went to Party City twice. It's a party city in uh, what the one that you went to after. Burbank. Mm-hmm. What is the street? Hollywood Way and maybe Victory or something like that. Okay. When I went to that place, there is an employee, his name is Aaron, Latino. I have never experienced customer service like this. The guy was so wonderful to every single person that walked through that door, beginning to end. Impeccable. Sweet. Funny. You know when somebody loves or... Maybe he was acting, but he was so happy to be of service and he was so happy to have a job. Everybody will open the, welcome to the party. What do you need? You need, I mean, it was, I told him, I said, listen, you're unbelievable. That's awesome. I have never experienced. Then I went back with Dylan and he's like, oh my God, you brought the little man today. And he's like, hey Dylan. And I was like, you are like, I want to open a company and bring you, and bring you over.
0: Yeah. That dude deserves a tip just for working at a store.
4: Exactly. Aaron. That was I love,
0: name. I love hearing stories like that because I. Was it Aaron? Great customer service should not go unrewarded. Yeah. And I hope that like whoever owns that franchise, or owns that store, because I'm sure they're a They should make a manager. They should make a manager. Or and maybe he's he a
4: manager. I don't know. But you should get a, a little
0: bonus because that type of stuff, you're going above and beyond for the customer. And that's what it's all about.
4: It was like, I truly want to employ him one day. I was like, you're going to work for me one day because you are incredible. Like if I, open, if I ever open, guys, I have a dream I want to open. Sebi in the land of Cha-Cha-Cha, a ballroom school, dance school for kids with a Puerto Rican bakery. He is going to come and manage my freaking business. He's amazing. Anyways.
0: guess I'm going to get to know Aaron.
4: What? Aaron, I have to, I'm going to talk about something else. I'm going to deviate. I'm going to pivot. Okay. Would you ever write a book about your life? Okay. And then decide to basically out or just talk negative, and maybe to you might not be negative, to you is your truth, would you talk about other people that's when what, they're dead? That's
0: what every celebrity is doing.
4: No, but when they're not <sighs> alive to defend themselves or to comment or to say their side of the story. Would you ever do that?
0: No, my life's not a, not that interesting to begin with that I feel like I would write a book. But second no, but of all, this, what if? No, no I know. What, what if? I, I, I just think so many celebrities are doing this and I know you're referring to Barbara Streisand as a new book out. Yeah. But we just had this with Britney Spears. You're having it with so many celebrities where it's not about, let me tell you about my life and what I've learned, like the Matthew McConaughey book, which we were, you know, his previous book, which is about him trying to give life lessons about his own experiences, which is great. Learn from me what I've done, take it or leave it. But if it's just a gossip book about this is my life and these are all the people that wronged me and these are the ones that righted me and this is that, I don't know. I mean, it feels. Again, celebrities just trying to get more and more and more attention and make money. Because if I, I, I have a, think, if I have something gossipy to I, I say, I may sell more copies.
4: No, but listen to me. No. Is Barbara Streisand I don't think Barbara needs She doesn't need the money. Money or celebritism. Is that a word?
0: Celebritism? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think so. <laughs>
4: Celebridad. Because we're talking about. I do she So she's doing this because you know what? She's retired, she's home, and she has a story to tell. But don't her think, life is I don't, fascinating. I don't think Britney Spears needs the money either. Well, you don't know that. Oh, you don't know how much okay, money but, Britney has. You but don't, is you, it you don't worth it to
0: come out and badmouth a bunch of other if people? If it's going to is it help. She's liberating, helps her get it over It's
4: liberating, number one. And if it empowers other performers or other women, you know, she's clearly talking about. Something is, listen, even about her nose. How to this day- But that's
0: okay, because that's her own personal experience. But I know, she's I talking about that.
4: her mom. Her mom I was brutal. I agree with b- that too. Brutal.
0: I agree with all that, because that's her personal life. But you're talking about, no, but talking if, about I other know, people. know but if you're
4: doing, she was doing Broadway. And she's like, you know what? I had a horrific experience doing this play, because my, co- my co-star, my my the, the, the male lead, was absolutely horrific for me.
0: But what if his counter to, me, to that sorry. is, I oh, wasn't, can't. you were absolutely horrific to me. And what if somebody came out about her and said, you were absolutely horrific to me. you
4: wouldn't talk rubbish about nobody that is dead. That's my question to you.
0: I don't know if it makes sense. This is the thing. There's always two sides to the story. Mm -hmm. I have worked with many people who have ripped apart previous co-stars, ripped apart the experience of working with those Mm co-stars and how horrific it was. Mm -hmm. I'm sure those co-stars also have their side to the story.
4: We just saw the documentary of Sylvester Stallone.
0: Really good documentary Which as is well.
4: fantastic. Yeah. I love this I man. I wish it was
0: longer. I wish it was yeah. more like the Arnold And one.
4: he talks pretty intensely about his experience and upbringing with his dad. The dad was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And the dad cannot defend himself. The dad is in heaven or wherever he's at. Do you think that was wrong for Sly Stallone to be like, this is my truth? No. And this is, I became who I became and I am who I am I don't because think, of my circumstances. No,
0: when it's about you and your life and your. But he's talking about his dad. That's fine. He's talking it, about it, somebody. It's based on the stuff that his dad openly said about him and the things that his dad did to him openly. I don't think he should have any reason to not to feel like he has to hide that. That's his life experience within his own context, right? Like his upbringing. We're talking about crapping on other people. He didn't do that. He did talk about all the rejection he'd face here and there and and things that helped him fight to get his movie made, to get Rocky made, The Rise, yeah. The Fall, The Ups and Downs. And it's fascinating to hear stories like that. And again, I think it's okay to talk about personal experiences. I had a co-star, I had this and that. This happened to me, but I don't know if you have to target people.
4: Will you ever write a book about your life?
0: No, I told you it's not that interesting. Mm. What? Nothing. I don't think it's that interesting. Why would you ever write a book about your life?
4: Oh my god, I have so many stories.
0: So you're gonna write a book?
4: <laughs> I haven't thought about it, but I might.
0: All right, I got another I question might. for you. Did you see? Uh, you know, our daughter is a big Simpsons fan. You're you're not a Simpsons fan at all. I don't know right? anything.
4: I don't want to talk about that topic because Why? I don't know anything about it. Think it's
0: not really about the Simpsons. It's about this new sort of wave of change that the Simpsons has been on forever.
4: Now they have to be politically correct. I mean, it's they've never been.
0: They've never been. Family Guy definitely is. I mean, these things like they have you know cra- crazy and, and funny stuff on all these shows. But now they've cut out where Homer will no longer be strangling Bart when he's he's upset. Do you think this should be banned, or is this a case of people being too sensitive because it, you know it's a cartoon? We don't want to we don't want to see this happening anymore on TV where the dad is strangling the son. What do you think?
4: I don't think we have to see that on TV.
0: So you think it's fine removing it? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah.
4: I
0: guess, I mean, there is the point that it sends a bad message that it's okay to lay your hands on your kid like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, yeah, no, I mean, I, I I, don't disagree with that.
4: I think this world and humanity, we are so effed up at a level that it's it's like, who what are we? Who are we? As a society, that I think when it comes to content that you consume on TV, which is so influential, I think, you know, at some point, um, we have to be a little bit more responsible with what we're feeding out there because we are not doing well as people. Yeah, well you know?
0: put. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you They're Well put. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyways, well, interesting. This, this has been real. We covered a lot. I
4: know, Mr.
0: Strict. Listen, just parent. That's all I'm saying. Just parent. I'm not saying strangle your child. Just parent. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, no, love just, you. No, just parent. All right, love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think.
4: If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at He Said Ella Dijo or send us an email ericandross at iheartradio.com He Said Ella Dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network.
0: See you next time. Bye.
1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. A right! And in the right! process... Share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
2: or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind.